Hi everybody, this is Lori Weaver. Welcome to Compulsive Overeating Diary, Day 25. This is the last day of March 2014, and it's now been exactly eight weeks since I began my experiment of podcasting my thoughts and feelings around compulsive overeating rather than heading for the chips. Today, as a special bonus, after you come back from listening to the snippet of my theme song, I'm Letting Go by Josh Woodward, I'm going to take a little walk around parts of Descanso Garden and actually podcast while I'm walking. This means you're going to get a little bit of sound of my footsteps, the crowd that's here, the wind, machinery, who knows what, but I'm doing this for Maddie because she's stuck up in Winnipeg in an icy winter time and I wanted to give her that flavor that she enjoys of an actual walk. I also took photos of this walk so you can go to my Facebook page and see those photos. But I'm letting go I'm letting go It's a history that never really grows I'm letting go, I'm letting go, it's a silent wind that never really blows, I'm letting go. Okay, right now I'm walking through the rose gardens of Descanso, and this is where they have different roses from different nationalities, not just the actual plants, but the layout of the gardens themselves. They have the traditional English garden. Hey, that one's for you, Cheryl. They have a French garden. They have all different kinds of things laid out and different times of year. It's very beautiful. Today is a lovely day here in Southern California. It's warm enough, not too hot. This is the middle of the day on a Monday. So it's not overly crowded, but there's more people since the day is so beautiful and we're getting close to the Easter break. So a lot of folks are out here enjoying the roses that are blooming, the bulbs that are still up, daffodils, tulips, all kinds of beautiful things here in the rose garden. When I first walked into Descanso today, I realized that the little book where I write down my notes about the shout outs and what I want to talk to you guys about, I don't write scripts, but I do write little notes to myself in this pretty little book, pocket size, that I keep with me with my recording equipment. And I realized that today (laughs) I have filled up the last page of my little book with today's show notes. So I thought, what better way to find a cool book for future, then go to the Descanso gift shop. So the first photo of my album is me picking out a beautiful new book at Descanso gift shop. And everything there, they have botanically based toys, soaps, cards, garden things. That's where I got the beautiful wind chimes that you hear in episode two. And it's a really fun place just to go and look and see things that make you happy. And that's one of the pieces of advice that I give all of you brave companions, is to try to find things besides food that actually make you really happy. And for me, things that smell good. It really rings my chimes. I love that. I love things that smell good, like lilac soaps, lotions, things that are floral. I also like the scent of eucalyptus. It reminds me of going to the spa. 
Right now I'm going by where there's a, bir a bird watch overlook on a lake where you can see herons and kingfishers. There's also turtles in that lake that you can see. I'll go up here and see if I can't snap a photo of the, the turtles and the birds here at the bird overlook. Mission accomplished as I went over to the bird look. Unfortunately, I couldn't get you a turtle today in my photo album because we had a little bit of rain recently and that made the bird lake a little bit muddy. But there's many, many turtles that live in that lake and it's fun to watch them swim. I did get a nice photo of, I think, a Canadian goose or Canada goose, excuse me. Not sure because he was a little bit far out to the middle of the lake, but it's still a pretty photo and I'm, ha and I'm happy about it. You'll hear my breathing now a little bit because I'm climbing up a bit of an incline past the natural California garden and on my way up to my normal podcast spot where I can sit down, catch my breath and talk to you about today's topic, most of which is going to be based on the story of Sandy, a new listener, or actually a, a listener who come to find out is local to me. She's also around the Los Angeles area. And Maddie, who I mentioned before, who's up in Canada. And there's a story between those two I wanna tell. I also wanna read one of Maddie's posts because that really resonates with me how I feel right now. So I'm gonna turn off the recorder for a bit catch my breath, and go find one of my regular podcast spots. Okay, brave companions, here I am settled back in my regular podcast spot here at the dry riverbed on a nice bench in the backwoods. You get a few people come by this way, but not as many as benches that are near the main road. I also have a super secret rock that I kind of go to that's in the far, far corner of Descanso that I podcast from if it's really crowded or I absolutely cannot find another place to get away, to gather my thoughts and to think. Because much as I enjoy being here with the crowd and enjoying the kids who are seeing some flowers for the first time, that's really cool, isn't it? With kids have such energy and bring you a sense of fun and excitement but it also kind of distracts me from my thoughts and what I want to say because I want to spend time smiling at the kids or taking the photos. But back to, and I think I'm putting off what I want to say. So the last episode, just like episode four, which was the pathetic episode, the one where I really felt pathetic and almost never posted it, I almost trashed episode 24 because I felt that after all this time and all the generous comments and support from you brave companions that I was really a boob to be bitching and complaining that I hadn't had comments for a while or felt like my podcast was garbage because I hadn't been hearing from you. And literally it only been for a day or two so how, how bad is that? That made me feel pretty codependently pathetic. <laughs> no. You know, but the truth is, that is how I felt. 
I felt that way and normally that would be a feeling that I might not admit to myself because I like to feel put together. I like to feel like I have all the answers. I like to feel like I'm the one that you can count on. That's the role I'm used to, being the fixer, the helper, the rock, the funny one, the good one. It makes me very uncomfortable to be the needy one, the, the small one, the whining one, the one that wants your help. Right? It's much easier for me to say, I'll support you, brave companions. Come here and post your story so I can support you. That feels very easy to me. And it is part of my true character. I am a loving, giving human being. That is part of my true character. But I also have those scared, am I worth it? Oh my God, have I screwed up moments? Have I messed up? Do you, am I worth something? And those moments usually are where the chips come in, right? The space alien robots come down and fill my gullet full of chips when those moments happen. But this time, I did episode 24. I spilled my guts on what I was really feeling like. I told you the truth. And some of you posted almost immediately. Now that might have been because you listened to episode 24 or it could just be coincidence because there's a lot of new listeners, people that are just starting either with this podcast because it's the last one or people who start over with number one. And so they're commenting from things like episode four, my pathetic (laughs) episode, or a lot on episode 11. We'll talk about that later. That's the one where I'm feeling pretty emotional because I'm making the decision to temporarily shut down my original podcast, Daily Adventure Tales. And I'm talking also about my experience as a child being bullied and some other things that didn't feel very good. So if you're a brand new listener, go back and listen to episode four, find out just how pathetic can I feel, and episode 11, and find out some more about one of my main triggers when things don't go as expected. So I want to give a little shout out right now. One is to whom I'm going to call my private listener. This is a person who doesn't want their story shared, but never fails to stop and email me or go to the contact form and give me a piece of encouragement. So private listener, you know who you are. I want to thank you for stepping up and encouraging me when I needed that. Also, I want to give a shout out to Cheryl. You've kept me very entertained and engaged with you both on Facebook and on the website. And I told you last podcast, I was going to look up how much a stone is. And a stone is 14 pounds for you American and people that don't weigh yourself in stones. I don't know if that's any better or not. I found out that I weigh like 15 stones and a couple pounds, (laughs) which I don't know if that sounds good or not. But Overall, I got weighed today. Today's my official weigh-in day, and I'm down 13.2 pounds. So, Cheryl, that's almost a stone. Yay! Isn't that cool? Almost a stone in eight weeks. So today I weigh 211 pounds, 0.8. Now, I'm not quite sure how many stones that is, but it's less stone than I had at the start of the podcast. So, stones down, pounds down. However you would measure it, I'm thrilled and excited because this is the first time that I've really lost weight that I wasn't on a super strict diet. As I've shared with you before, the way that I'm trying to lose weight this time is I do give myself a calorie range of between 15 and 1600 calories a day. 
I don't, I don't weigh and measure my food or count it every single day. I eat a lot of the similar things or a lot of the same things, and I know pretty much how to maneuver around that to hit my calorie mark. I do weigh and measure maybe every fifth day or if I've had a, a treat type food that I don't normally eat so I can see how I can better fit it into my range another time. But I'm pretty much just letting things be, trying to get in touch with my hunger. But I, I am aware of the calories because I do not yet have a body hunger system that alerts me correctly to the amount of calories that I need to maintain let alone lose. So I do kind of have to have a little bit of structure, but I'm not limiting anything. I'm not limiting carbs. I'm not even limiting sweets, which is unusual for me. But you know what? When I'm not limiting the sweets, I'm not even really craving sweets all that much because the foods I really enjoy tend to be more salty and fatty or like baked bread, that type of carb. Or actually, I super, super love risotto even made, you know, with brown rice. I love that. And I love vegetables. I absolutely love vegetables. So my diet lately has been pretty high in all kinds of vegetable dishes and things that I like to eat. And one thing that does make me laugh, it's been eight weeks. I thought by now I'd be ready to switch it up. But my lunch is always the same. One ounce of bean tortilla chips it's a Tostitos flavor that's made with grain and black bean, and I just like the flavor of those. One ounce of those, one ounce of three cheese grated mix, as, and I melt the cheese as nachos, 100 calories worth of guacamole, and a skinny cow pretzel ice cream bar. All of that is about 600 calories, and for some reason, that lunch is the most satisfying thing in the world. I get my chip craving, I get my fat from the cheese, I get the fiber from the guacamole, I'm that mouthfeel of something creamy like chips and dip. And then to top it off, I have the skinny cow pretzel ice cream bar, which is a little bit of chocolate, a little bit of vanilla, and some salty pretzel top in it. Now, are skinny cow ice creams the best in the world for you to be eating health-wise? No offense to skinny cow, probably not. When I'm not eating skinny cow pretzel ice cream bars, what I usually do is make my own ice cream out of organic milk or cream or make my own ice cream substitutes because I enjoy it. But there's something about the proportion of the chocolate and that saltiness in the caramel and those ice cream bars are about 160 calories that when I eat one of those, it lets me lay off all the other ice cream that my husband might like to have in the house. I'm really doing well. And I eat this lunch every single day. For breakfast, I usually have some kind of oatmeal that I make. I do a big pot of the steel-cut oatmeal, sometimes with nuts, sometimes with banana. If I'm going to have banana and nuts, a little less of the oatmeal. Sometimes I have egg and toast. Sometimes I have a scrambled egg with vegetables in it because I really like that. Those are kind of my breakfast rotations. And then mid-afternoon, I have a small snack. Sometimes it's an apple. Sometimes it's nuts. Sometimes it's some veggies with a little more guacamole. Uh, and then for dinner, I either, 
I've been leaning a lot lately on the prepackaged meals, like the lean cuisines, that kind of thing. But I also cook my own, and my dinner is probably about 350 calories. So as I mix and match these foods, I come up with, with what I eat. And if there's something I really, really want, like let's say I am just jonesing for a bag of Lay's potato chips, I ask my husband to go up to the store for me so that I won't be buying food while I'm in the middle of a, a snack food craving. Or I walk to the store instead of driving so that I have time to get rid of some of the stress that's probably underneath my snack food craving. And I ask him or get myself a single serve pack of chips. But I want to get back to where I was talking about feeling needy and feeling happy that you guys were posting. And two of the people who posted lately were on day 11. Now, when I first saw these comments come in, I thought it was one person posting twice in a row because the post came in like within five minutes of each other. And first was Sandy, who I found out later actually lives in my general vicinity here in Los Angeles. And she's someone who I really appreciate that she took the time to comment because she's someone who didn't have a weight issue. She just plain didn't until just the last couple of years. And so for her to put on some weight in the very recent past when she hadn't had a weight issue and to also realize after listening to my podcast that maybe she's starting to get some compulsive eating issues or emotional eating issues and she wants to nip it in the bud. I say, hooray, that's fantastic. How many of us wish that we could have like got a handle on our overeating issues early on and nipped it in the bud before 10 pounds became 20 or 20 became 50 or 50 became 100? You know, how many wish that? On the other hand, she has some friends and loved ones who have also struggled with their weight all of their life. They're, they're more similar to me, right? I've been the fat kid. <laughs> through the fat adult and the fat teenager and the fat everybody except for those few periods when I dieted down to thinness for a year or so but that's what her friends and loved ones are like so when she brings up her concerns about wow I think I'm having a, a food issue they're like ha, 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 yeah poor you you know and I could kind of relate like how could you feel sorry for somebody who didn't have this struggle all of your life who had that luxury of living a slender and kind of food-free, food-unconcerned life. How great would that have been? But you know what? Sandy's struggles right now are the same struggles that we have if we're the lifers. You know? Anyone that has any kind of a food issue and is struggling with it, they're our brave companions. They are our comrades in arms. They are people that we have in common. And whether your pain around food is of long duration or fairly new, it's still real to you. So if you feel like, Lori, I, I don't really want to participate. I like to listen, but I've only got 10 pounds to lose. I don't feel that way. I'm here to support and to get support from everybody who struggles in any way with compulsive eating or binge eating. In any way. I don't care if it's 5 pounds or 500 pounds. Because, you know, I've struggled and I have a lifetime of pain around my food issues. But there are people that are so morbidly obese that they weigh five, six, seven hundred pounds. There are those people out there. 
and to them, my freedom of weighing just around 200 pounds, my freedom to wear pants, to go on walks, to have mobility, to be able to drive and not have a, a, a wheel hit my, you know, the, the steering wheel hit my stomach so I can't drive. To those people, I am Twiggy. I have everything in the world. And what am I to be bitching? Okay? So no matter what weight you are, there's somebody who's worse off. And if you're someone who binges and you are more of a normal weight, you still have your unhappiness of having food be your master. And you still have those feelings of not feeling well. You know, so it doesn't really matter what our size, our age, how long we've had this issue. None of that matters because this pain has similar roots and causes. And if we support each other, then we can move on together and I think make progress. Whether your goal is actually to drop a few pounds like I'm trying to do right now, or if your goal is just to come to peace with food, whatever you weigh, which is closer to Maddie's point of view. You know, whatever it is, we're here to support each other. And speaking of that, I wanted to read to you Maddie's post, one of Maddie's posts on day 11, because it really spoke to me. So let me get my phone out. And here's from Maddie from Winnipeg in Manitoba. Lori, many of the things you mentioned in the podcast number 11 really resonated with me. I'll bet that most people struggling with overeating find it very difficult to deal with things that do not go as planned and even struggle to a great extent. We cannot control the world around us, but we can control what we put in our bodies and how we treat ourselves. That sense of control and acceptance is certainly a trigger for me. The idea that someone could not like me is horrifying. I try not to personalize negative energy from others as I have found that 9 out of 10 times that is usually about them, not me. If people aren't responding to your podcast, it may be because they are scared to reveal themselves and may not be ready to admit their struggles. They too may be worried about the expectations as well. You are so very brave to put yourself out there to the world and share your vulnerabilities. I've been listening since podcast one, trying to get up to speed, and really noticed that your voice and your tone even sound different from the first recording. Even though you are dealing with the grief of your uncle and starting to realize that managing overeating is going to be a lifelong process, you sound hopeful and you give me hope. And Maddie says some more things there too that's very useful. But I wanted to touch on a couple that super resonated with me right now. And one is, you know, compulsive overeating diary is a diary in every sense of the word. Each and every podcast day that you are listening to is how I feel on that particular day in time. But this podcast content is kind of what we call evergreen. Like you could start listening to it in two years. Two years from now, you could be listening to me feeling pathetic. And maybe I'm feeling fantastic two years from now. But you're responding to my voice and my thoughts and my emotions as they were on that day in episode four. Today, it's March 31st. 2014 and this is podcast episode 25. So if you're somebody who's actually listening to the podcast pretty close to how I create them then you know pretty close to how I'm feeling right now. If you're following a few months behind this podcast then I might be feeling different and you'd have to skip ahead like to the end of a book to see what's happening. 
But I go back and I listen, just like you would go reread a journal to see how you are feeling or take pictures, you know, every week of a weight loss plan to see your body change, to keep track of this record. And it is amazing to me the insights that I've gained of what worked, what didn't work, from listening to myself from the past. How weird is that? I'm listening to time capsules of my journey with compulsive eating from my past, and I'm listening to it now. I get to help myself. That's kind of cool. Okay? I, I just really wanted to point that out, that my podcast episodes are available to you at any time, anywhere, and that I am being absolutely as honest as I know how to be on that day. But do be aware that when you hear them might be a different day than it is for me. So sometimes I can be taken aback by what you have to say. And I'll say, I need to go back and re-listen to that podcast to see what they're talking about. And I'm really, really amazed. I kind of want to comment to myself sometimes. I feel like I'm in some kind of weird time-traveling Star Trek episode sometimes. The other couple of points that I wanted to make was, you know, I think I must complain a lot about you guys not posting or commenting enough. I must do that a lot. And if I do, it's because of my insecurity and not because it's your job to come comment on my blog or on my Facebook page. I want to make that really clear that I know that and I appreciate you. And I could get, you know, there's a couple of listeners who used to participate or comment with me pretty regularly who I haven't heard from for a while. And I'm kind of, you know, wondering what's up and how they're doing. And I'm wondering, I mean, there's a, a lot of possibilities. Some could be that, you know, I'm tired of listening to compulsive overeating topics. I'm, you know, I get it. Been there, done that. I moved on to something else. Or it could be that right now they're feeling like they're not doing as well as they wish they were doing. So maybe they don't want to comment or contact me because they feel that in some way they let me down. So if that's the case, if you're somebody who used to participate a little bit more and you're feeling like you're not in a great space right now and that's why you don't want to participate, you don't want to disappoint me, you know, if you need to take some time away, I'm cool with that. But if you could benefit from having support of me or the support of others who are participating right now, please come back. I'm not going to judge anyone. I mean, look at me. I just had a couple, you know, alien binges in the last couple of weeks. I've been there. I've disappointed myself. You know, even the fact that I felt pathetic on episode 24 disappointed myself. I didn't want to feel that way. That's not how I wanted to feel, but I did feel that way. So that's why I shared it. If you're just feeling secretive, <laughs> you don't want to don't want to say anything, you also have the option, like my private listener, to email me at Lori at Compulsive Overeating Diary or .com or use the contact form and just send me a message all on your own and just say this is for your eyes only and I'll respect that. But I wanted to end up with the story of Sandy and Maddie because Sandy wrote back to me about a comment that I'd made to her on episode 11 and she shared some of her struggles about her friends like I told you before and before I could turn around Maddie had commented on Sandy's post 
supporting Sandy. And this is the first time that one of you brave companions has supported somebody in public on my blog that wasn't me. This was two brave companion listeners supporting each other. And that is my ultimate goal and dream is for us to be a community where you support me, I support you, you support each other. And we have that for each other. So Maddie, you posted my favorite post of all time when you supported Sandy. Well, before I wrap up for today, I do want to have a couple of business things to let you know. I want to let you know that if you go to my blog, there's two places where it looks like you're signing up by email. One says subscribe by email. And what that one is, is for you to get notifications when I post a new blog post, which would include the new podcast episodes. Then another place says join our email list for special topics. Also, if you go to Facebook, you'll see on your computer, you'll see a button with my cat tiger by a computer that says sign up and you can sign up for our email list there. That isn't for getting notification, that is for the email list. And uh, three or four of you have signed up recently for the email list and I'm thinking about sending out a PDF of the alien robot graphic for you to print out and put on your fridge because I think it's really funny. So I wanna send that to you. And I also have some good recipes that I super enjoy and I thought I would share that with you. So if you're listening here on episode 25 and you would like to get the alien robot graphic and you would like to get some of my recipes for vegetables and my good ice cream substitute and things like that, go to my website. It's on the right-hand side of the page if you're on the computer where it says join our email list for special topics and sign up there or go to the Facebook page on facebook.com slash compulsive overeating diary and click on the button of my cute little cat tiger and fill out the form there and I'll be sure and send you my goodies that I'm putting together for the email list. So in the meantime, if you're feeling super, super brave or want to say hello, you can go to speakpipe.com slash Lori Weaver or you can call our bravery hotline 206 that is just a voicemail line I'm not going to answer and just say hello I would be thrilled to bits to put your voice on this show so until then take care everybody because I care I'm a slave without a master heading for disaster kicking up the dust in the middle of the road been waiting on a free ride ticket to a seaside thicket on the edge of Puget Sound and there I'll sit I'll admit that I was only just a guest inside my skin and by the dawn I'll be gone and won't be holding on to anything again I'm
silence. 